0: 5. UNEXPLAINED MYSTERIES OF THE WORLD Our world has many unexplained mysteries. Despite how advanced we become, there are still many things we simply just don't understand. These are five unexplained mysteries of the world. Number 5. Red Rain of Kerala, India Also known as the Blood Rain This unusual phenomenon happened in Kerala, India between July 25th and September 3rd of 2001. During this time, a heavy downpour of red-colored rain fell on the region, staining clothes pink as if it were blood. As strange as it sounds, this isn't the first time Kerala experienced blood rain. In 1896, the phenomenon was also recorded in the region, and then again in 2012. Before the red rain began pouring in 2001, the people in the area reported an unusual flash of light and sound in the sky. They described it as something similar to that of a sonic boom. Soon reports came in that the sound had actually caused trees to be shredded and their leaves burnt and wrinkled. When the rain came down, they noticed that it was localized and only poured on a certain area. Witnesses could clearly see a normal rain pouring just meters ahead, and the red rain would only last for approximately 20 minutes. It of course caused plenty of concerns and questions that still persist today. What made the water red? What were the suspended particles seen in the water? And why did it happen? First scientists sought to answer the question on why the water was red. They noticed that more than 9 million red particles were present for each millimeter of the rain. They approximated that for the amount of rain that fell, 100,000 pounds of red particles came down with it. Studied further, they also saw that not only were there red particles, but blue, yellow, gray, and green ones mixed in as well. Second, they tried to figure out what kind of particles they were. Light microscopy done on them showed that they weren't debris as theorized, but instead spores. These spores originated from a lichen-forming type of algae belonging to the Trentepolea genus. When zoomed in, the spores actually looked like red blood cells with delicate structures within. Then the most difficult question was asked, how did these spores get there in the first place? And this is where most people don't agree. Many theories have been presented by scientists from different fields. For instance, the initial one was that these red particles originated from an exploding meteor, but this was dismissed right away because the winds would have scattered the particles instead of having it fall on a specific localized region. Another alternative hypothesis was that it was from an exploding volcano. During the time Mayon volcano in the Philippines was erupting and it was proposed that acidic volcanic material carried by the jet stream ended up in Kerala. This would also explain the burnt leaves found in the area, however as later on revealed the particles weren't of a volcanic origin. Then the most controversial theory was that these spores were of extraterrestrial origin. Proposed by Santosh Kumar and Godfrey Lewis. They believe these are extraterrestrial life forms released in the atmosphere. They backed up their claim saying that upon analysis, it was revealed the spores were living organisms and grew when exposed to extremely high temperatures. The organisms were also found to metabolize a whole range of organic as well as inorganic materials. As fascinating as these findings are, it still doesn't prove the spores are indeed of extraterrestrial origin. For now, speculation remains about how these red spores reach the region and why it seems to be happening at somewhat regular intervals. One thing experts can agree on is that the water with the algae in it is completely harmless to all other living organisms. Number 4. The Taos Hum Residents of Taos, New Mexico have always complained about the existence of a low-frequency hum, but it wasn't until 1993 that the phenomenon became so noticeable that they petitioned the government to conduct an official investigation. Like other hum phenomenons occurring all over the world, the Taos hum has several distinct characteristics. For one, only a small number of residents can hear it. It's also persistent and has been reported by those who hear it that it occurs at least once every week. It's often described as a low-frequency sound similar to an idling diesel truck or that of a high-powered bass. As for the source, the theories have varied. Some say it has something to do with military communication technology such as ELF, which is extremely low frequency. It's also been proposed the HUM is the low-frequency RF signal generated by the molten core of the planet itself and could even be some form of audible magnetism. Meanwhile left field theories about the hum are also present. There's many that believe it's a form of alien communication and might even be involved somehow with the Roswell incident. Others say it comes from the alignment of the planets themselves or could be an intersolar echo of sunspots. Still, perhaps the most controversial but one that makes the most sense is that there might not be any hum at all. This hum could be nothing but some sort of medical condition similar to tinnitus where there is a perception of sound without any actual external sound present. It's also possible that it's a low frequency disturbance in the inner ear or that people who hear the hum are simply more equipped with hearing low audio frequency compared to the general public. Some who hear it have learned to live with it. Others have moved halfway across the world to escape it, only to find that they can still hear the noise. Whatever it may be, the source of the hum, perceived or not, still remains an interesting mystery. Number 3. Underground Mapping of Stonehenge Stonehenge has become one of the most iconic prehistoric structures in the world today. For decades, it's been the subject of questions, where did it come from, who built it and why. And Just as we think we're making headway, Stonehenge gives up a bit more of its secrets that could change how we look at it forever. Dubbed as the Stonehenge Hidden Landscape Project, researchers used non-invasive techniques with the help of various advanced tools like magnetometers, and ground-penetrating radar on bikes to create a comprehensive underground map of the area underneath the structure. This was combined with aerial photography and airborne laser scanning, which resulted in high-quality 3D maps. The project ran for four years, and when it was finished, it revealed hundreds of features lying beneath the megalithic structure, as well as along the Salisbury Plains and even under Wiltshire. Researchers found more than 17 ritual monuments suggesting that the Henge isn't the only one. There were also a few burial mounds found, some dating back 6,000 years, which is older than Stonehenge itself. Another thing they discovered was a trench measuring 2 miles long and about 300 feet wide. Called the Cursus, it is thought to have served as a barrier for Stonehenge. There are noticeable gaps in this ditch which are thought to form astronomical alignments. The most exciting part of the discovery is that the entire complex may have been connected with the lesser known Durrington Walls. These walls were first discovered in the 60s and are one of the largest known Henge monuments found in the world. As for the newly discovered Super Henge, this was built underneath the walls. If the stones from this were left standing, it would have resulted in the largest of its kind, creating a circumference of more than a mile. The maps indicate that as many as sixty stones, many ten feet tall, once stood. It seems that some of these were pushed over and even incorporated into the Durrington walls themselves. This was often the case with ancient cultures as they frequently dismantled their monuments to build new ones. With this new discovery, More and more questions about Stonehenge itself arise, and the larger structure surrounding it continues to be researched. Number 2 The Toxic Woman On February 19, 1994, Gloria Ramirez was admitted to the Riverside General Emergency Room after suffering from an advanced stage of cervical cancer. When paramedics admitted her, she was disoriented and confused. She had an unusual resting heart rate of 60 beats per minute, coupled with an abnormal breathing pattern. To relieve her from her suffering, the nurse gave her a mixture of sedatives including Valium, Larezepam, and Diazepam, but Ramirez was responding poorly to the medication. In the end, the staff decided to defibrillate her heart, and when they did, they noticed a small sheen of oil had covered her entire body. At the same time, they began to notice a fruity, garlicky smell emanating from her mouth. The attending nurse, Susan Kane, drew blood from Gloria's arm and noticed there was an ammonia-like smell coming from the tube. When she passed the vial to Julia, her colleague, she noticed small particles floating in the blood. Shortly after... Cain complained about a burning sensation over her face and then fainted. She was taken out of the room, and that's when Julie began feeling lightheaded and left the trauma unit for the nurse's station, but before she got there lost consciousness as well. The third person to faint after being in close contact with Ramirez was on-call respiration therapist Maureen Welsh. She was knocked unconscious with her limbs thrashing wildly on the floor. Despite attempts to help Ramirez, she was pronounced dead of kidney failure 30 minutes after arriving at the hospital. A full blown investigation was conducted to find out what happened to the staff. When the county health department came in, the investigators interviewed 34 members of the hospital. They concluded those who came in contact with Ramirez and those who handled her intravenous lines were the only ones that suffered breathing problems, muscle spasms, or eventually lost consciousness. Meanwhile, the Livermore National Labs helped to clarify the chemistry behind what happened to the nurses in Ramirez. Apparently, before her death, Gloria was taking DMSO, or dimethyl sulfoxide, a type of home remedy to minimize her pain. The lab theorizes that Ramirez's body had suffered a buildup of DMSO because of a urinary blockage. This resulted in her body retaining a large amount of the substance with no way to get out. When paramedics then administered oxygen, it created DMSO2, or dimethyl sulfon, which crystallizes at room temperature, accounting for the existence of particles in her blood. This would not have caused any problems, but when the defibrillator was administered, in theory it converted the DMSO2 into DMSO4 or dimethyl sulfate, creating a poisonous gas inside of her body. Although some still question whether these conversions could happen inside the body because it's an extremely volatile process. To this day, Gloria Ramirez's death continues to generate many questions. There's no doubt it's one unusual medical mystery. Number 1. Antikythera Mechanism It's been dubbed as an ancient computer, yet even today researchers still don't know for sure what the Antikythera device is for and who made it. On May 17, 1902, archaeologist Valero Stace found the unusual mechanism inside a wooden box in wreckage off the coast of the Greek island of Antikythera. The ship that bore the device is assumed to be Roman and sank there around the middle of the first century BC. There were countless artifacts also found inside the ship like marble statues, coins, jewelry, pottery, and unusual glassware. When Valerios noticed that one of the fragments contained a gear wheel, he thought it must have been some form of astronomical clock. However, scholars who saw it believed it was too complex to have been created at the same time as the other pieces it was discovered with. Well, no one knows for sure who owned the wreckage, It's widely thought that the ship was headed for Rome with the artifacts to be included in Julius Caesar's triumphant parade, and that the ship contained booty from the sacking of Athens in 87 and 86 BC by the Roman general Sulla. Something that supports this is that during that same time period, the Roman orator Marcus Tullius Cicero had spoken about a sphere of Archimedes that showed the sun, moon, and planets moved with respect to the earth. Some say he may have been talking about the mechanism, or a similar one at least. The device sat ignored for more than 75 years because the other treasures discovered with it were more valuable. But it was the work of Derek de Sola Price that offered some insight into the device when he published a 70 page paper about it. Although he never figured out what the machine was for due to his death, it nevertheless gained a lot of interest. The mechanism itself is made from a combination of wood and bronze alloy with various gears inside. It was operated by one main crank with little stones and glass orbs representing the motion of various planets in our solar system like Mars, Venus, and Jupiter. Then another portion indicated the position of the Moon and Sun in relation to the constellations. There was a dial charting the 365-day solar calendar and another for the lunar one. There was even a dial that counted the days to popular sporting events around the Greek islands like the Olympics. To say the least, the mechanism is highly complicated for its time. Scientists think it may have been a teaching tool, and they don't know if others similar to it have ever been built. One thing's for sure, nothing of its kind has been found ever since. Who and how it was created is a mystery that still endures today. So there were five unexplained mysteries of the world. From natural phenomenon to strange inventions, the world continues to hold plenty of secrets that we still don't have the answers to. Perhaps one day, we'll figure them all out, but then again, maybe we're not supposed to. If you enjoyed this video, then please subscribe to our channel because every Saturday night we post new videos we know you'll want to see. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.